You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 12th of August, 2021. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And a special thanks to uh, Jason Bernard for uh, sitting in last week so I could go explore the real world rather than exploring the uh, the digital world. Um, I got to do probably the most important thing a good SEO can do for, uh, for her or his clients or for their clients. I got to unwind a little bit and, and uh, take some time off. So, I mean, I, what's it like out there? Like, I, I just got a, a, a great um, new video card. So my graphics are, are pretty awesome. I hear good things about things <laughs> outside the door. Are they actually better out there? Oh, it's hot, man. It is hot out there. You wouldn't believe it. Oh, and there's fires everywhere. It's like everywhere you look, there's something on fire. It's crazy. But, you know. They still got fish, and they're 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 just jumping out of the out of the water at you, probably because it's too hot in the water. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I just started replaying Fallout Four, so I, I used the fires <laughs> in the wasteland. So not that a lot is, of fish there, though. <laughs> perfect timing to get back into uh, into Fallout, but uh, it's it, I don't know. It's not that dire, but more but it is going to be that dire. If y'all don't go out and experience summer before it's gone, because you're going to regret it if you don't. So go out and do it, regardless of the fires and the all too hot, the jumping fish and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just sit around and talk about Google and then the web like we're going to, which is also fun to do, too. It is fun to do. And, you know, uh, what? for our listeners, they could do both. They could be outside listening to the podcast. Strongly recommended. Absolutely strongly recommended. It's okay. This, that's actually a kind of a really good segue. So people listen to listen to podcasts. So they used to in the in the olden days they would listen to podcasts whilst commuting to work, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a little bit confusing. This sort of uh, uh, broke uh, earlier this week when routers got a hold of an internal Google memo 
that um, showed how Google is going to structure pay for its employees um, who, who choose to continue working from home. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's a little complicated. If you work from home, if you currently work for Google and you choose to continue working from home, you're likely going to see a pay cut. Um, that's because Google has um, structured its pay based on the average a expert of your in your field would get in the locality in which they work. Mm -hmm. So Google tends to employ people in dense urban areas, Seattle, Toronto, New York, San Francisco. Um, uh, Mountain View, etc. Right, and the property mm -hmm. values in those places are are skyrocket high. Um, it costs a lot of money to rent an apartment in Toronto, or to rent a rent a flat in New York, or a uh, house in San Francisco, or whatever. Yeah. So naturally, um, it you the remuneration for 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 skilled workers is also higher in those locations. Yeah. But just across the bay and over several counties, maybe an hour and a half away, where people are now living. It's much cheaper to work, and remuneration would, in turn, be somewhat cheaper, reflecting the cost of living. And so, you worked for Google, and you worked in the office in Sunnyvale, or not in Sunnyvale, sorry, that's a story coming up in a few minutes, in Mountain View, but you live several counties away where it's way cheaper, you're likely going to see a pay cut if you choose to continue working from home, because people in your neighborhood would get paid less according to Google's algorithms and you know the, the attendant cost of living. So you might have gotten a raise. You might have worked your tail off to get a raise at Google and it evaporates because you don't want to do the hour and a half uh, commute into the city. Right. So you've just exchanged whatever that monetary value is for the reduction in rent and an hour and a half of your life back. Well, indeed. So there's got to be an algorithm that you can work out. Is it worth it to take the pay cut and just stay at home? Or do I got to drag my sorry ass into the office so I can make a few extra bucks? Indeed. And this was one, like when I first saw this story, I was like, oh, that sucks. Thinking of just a level, sort of absolute level playing field. Well, a computer science engineer with a, you know, whatever doctorate or, or whatever degree with this amount of experience is worth X dollars. But in reading the story a little further, it did exactly the, the, the sort of decisions you're, you're talking about here is that's not actually true. They earn less in Victoria, where I am, than they would in Manhattan, because right? Like, cost, yeah. Because of, of, of just the cost. So I do understand what they're doing there in going, you know, we are paying based on where you're at. Um, it, it does make a little more, it's a little less callous than maybe it sounds now. No, I, well, I, I, I've been watching Google's quarterly reports. They're doing fine. Indeed, <laughs> this is a choice they're making. Not a, not, um, not, not, not a reality they have to meet. But no. here's the funny thing. If you're one of the tens of thousands of people affected, whose incomes will be affected by this, you might draw solace in the fact that Google hasn't changed the rules at all. They've always done it like this. You're the one who's changed. Well, and one of the interesting things <laughs> would be, and oh, that, man, that is a good eh? point, but... That means that certain offices of theirs will be paying more than other offices, right? Just, just by natural extension. Well, if you're going to keep the pay maintained, 
irrelevant to your location, then nobody's going to apply for any jobs at like their offices in the cheapest locations, right? Like everybody would just go, oh, uh, California, right? Like, all right, that's the office to Mountain View. That's the office to apply out of because, you know, the, the pay has to be high because, you know, that's, that's, you know, what, what the real estate around it would charge. So like it, it'd be the most, the highly, highly paid. But then again, you have to weigh in your commute costs. How much does your gas um, or electricity costing to move you? What does your car cost? And, you know, what's the, what's the cost on keeping it maintained over X number of, uh, miles between you and your desk um all of that stuff has has you know th- th- that adds up too right yeah well indeed indeed so i don't actually hate their move as much as i thought i did when i when and, i first read the title and just a reminder to dave for the future don't just read a title and think you understand what's going on <laughs> well that one last thing they were accomplishing by this you know i understand that they stopped asking those like questions like how many gumballs could you fit inside a 747 all right one way they could test the uh, how swift swift thinking their employees are will they accept the pay package uh, this way or that way? Right. You know. Yeah. Okay. So uh, speaking of going this way or that way when it comes to Google, let's talk about Core Web Vitals. <laughs> like, apparently they're very very important. They were important, and then they were no, you know, not really such a big deal, and then they were maybe a tiebreaker, but then they were much more than a tiebreaker. And now Google has gone as far as to issue recommendation or, or issue recommendations on how SEO should structure audits, depending on you know the state that the uh, the, the, the the site is in. Mm-hmm. So Google's written a fairly detailed essay on how to deal with core web vitals as unimportant as they are <laughs> what, what, what are you to make of this stuff like see google goes off signals it gets from us what are we supposed to do off the signals we get from it yeah you're, you're supposed to I, I i don't even know at this point like when they give us <laughs> ones like that when they're like it's not important it's a tiebreaker it's really important it's like okay at the end of the day i think we all need to just you know focus on and like we all know this already, right? We all just need to be focusing on what makes the most sense for our business. I mean, decade ago, Dave didn't think that way. Decade ago, Dave went, you know, no, this is like the algorithm was something you could game, right? A, a little more, a little more proactively. But does Core Web Vitals matter? Absolutely. But more, more important than just that, like page speed is is actually, I would say irrelevant, but like a decent enough metric to just sort of like talk about, but it's it's not actually part of the the, the page uh, experience update. Um, but looking at Crux, like the, the, the Chrome UX side of things and the field data, that's where they're really gonna be getting the the, the nuts and bolts of, of their information, right? Not from their own test, but from like, okay, how does like field data work here? How's this thing work in the real world on different, you know, I was gonna say different browsers, but that's not true, but I guess different, you know, versions of, of the same browser, uh, but in different locations, different devices, things like that. This is what, what becomes really important. So if you're going to be looking at your core web vitals, yeah, sure, they're important. They're important, though, because the field data is actually giving you insight into how good or bad the experience is for your humans, right? Like, so actually, you should be addressing it. But let's look at them. Like, don't get me wrong. I think I, I still cater to Google. Like, don't don't take me as somebody who, who's not going yeah and sometimes you just need to like 
do something because Google says so, whether it's radio, HTTPS. I don't care if you got a five-page brochure site. It's got to be HTTPS. It doesn't need to be like technically because you're not taking information, but just do it. Um, but in, in, in this case, you know, yes, we've talked in, in, in past episodes. We do need to, to keep ahead because it is a metric. It's, it's like a tiebreaker metric, uh, as they're saying it. That doesn't mean it always will be. Um, but I don't like Google's, like, to, to the point of, I think, your question here, though, I just decided to ramble a little bit first, um, is I don't like when Google gives us these mixed messages, right? Like, it's just a tiebreaker. Okay, it's important. Okay, we've got, like, these all these metrics. Pay a lot of attention to those metrics. We're going to put, like, little blue ribbons by these ones. Now, you know, those ones are really important. But don't forget, it's just a tiebreaker. It's, like, one of many signals. Don't, you know, it's not, you know, the end-all, be-all. But now, again, right, like... You did a... You said something interesting at the beginning of the rant that, that, that I've been thinking about the whole time you've been thinking, and that's no matter what you're doing, you got to be doing it for your customer. You know, what, what, what new Dave is thinking? Yeah. Um, you know what I would love to see? I would really like to see core some way of um, somebody measure improvement in both core web vitals and like transpose that to um, improved e-commerce metrics, improved conversions, and do that over and over and over and over again. You improve the user experience, you improve uh, conversions. Show how that happens, and that would be an interesting study to read. Yeah, that's the, and that is the thing. Um, and the thing is, like these metrics are out there. We we can get them. A lot of people aren't actually probably recording their befores as closely as they could in, in a way that you could aggregate, um, you know, across. But that that is very very. Uh, that, that's an interesting thought, and I can think of some tool manufacturers that would have access to that data, namely uh, Google. <laughs> like, but just you want to make you want to make one of eight or nine um, search industry editors I know get all all like seriously happy about you for a little while. Write that article, prove it. Like you know, give yeah. them inconclusive evidence that improving this makes that happen. Right. Um, just like Wix did. <laughs> did yeah. you see that? Oh, I mean, like, I wait, was like wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so apparently. Um, if you uh, how how do we do this? Okay, shaming works. That's that, that's the lesson here. Um, Wix introduced uh, years ago. Wix introduced what every SEO in the world called a substandard product, and every SEO in the world told Wix it was a substandard product. And Wix really didn't like hearing that, and so they could have done one or two things. They could have crawled under a rock and started throwing things back at the SEOs, which was the initial thing they did. Or they could have radically improved their product, which was the thing they did after they found out throwing rocks at the SEOs wasn't going to work. And apparently it worked. Yeah, I'm I was surprised um, by what I saw. And it's funny because there's this legacy. Would I tell somebody to go to Wix? Like I got this legacy need your response right and it's the same as probably many of our listeners well except that there'll be some of them that are that are on wix right now um Mm -hmm. but it is something that i realistically like based on on the massive move they made just to respond to core web vitals now they have big advantages over wordpress in 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 things like core web vitals just because of the nature of how their cms is structured right like it it's it's not meant to be quite as flexible as WordPress. WordPress is basically built so like anybody can build things and you know you can build anything you want basically onto it. So WordPress sort of is at a bit of a disadvantage. 
at the same time, WordPress has a ton of developers, so they can they can accomplish more. It's the um, Apple PC philosophy. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I would have expected WordPress best foot forward um, should should beat um, Wix like handily, um, and and they didn't. Like to to your point, as as was covered by I believe it was Roger Monty over on Search Engine Journal, and it is very very interesting and realistically i like as, as an seo doing doing their job i i gotta look at it like i i gotta i gotta look at it. like i i'm sure they haven't overcome all of the shortcomings but at some point you need to go you put in a lot of work i i should look at it at least as mm-hmm. a i hate wordpress because i've had people come to me going i want to build a new site i hate wordpress <laughs> what should i use i'm like okay you know send w shopify whatever but um you know if somebody hates wordpress is this actually becoming a real contender um in the market space uh, I, they might I be have to, i gotta think so yeah. i actually i absolutely have to think so the price is right um it's easy to use um you can uh really rapidly train a client who needs to do it themselves um they need if, if they're using Wix, chances are they're trying to keep costs low. So chances are you're trying to keep costs low so you don't drown, so you don't drown on this account. Um, so it's really easy to like train your client how to use um, the environment, provided of course you know how to use the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, it's not a craptastic, uh, see, it's actually now it's a, it is a content management system rather than a craptastic website builder. Yeah. Yeah, and and good for them for for pulling that off. If uh, if they did it as well as I hope for, for their sake, they did. Well, um, I mean, again, proof is in the pudding. If yeah. um, they uh, 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 are you going to um, get the incredible uh, realm of um, growth flexibility you'll have in a WordPress site? For instance, can you scale up? Um, your e-com site on Wix. If I was doing a major e-com site, I'd probably be looking at WordPress as a minimum or one of the actual e-com um, yeah. content, content systems now, the Shopify's, the big commerces or the whatever's, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, uh, Wix, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's going to be weird. It's Squarespace. I guess we have to kick around Squarespace or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's just such a such an interesting. I I I still can't quite wrap my brain around. It. I think maybe this is, I don't know. You, you seem like you were ready to be more open minded than I was. As soon as I saw this, I was, <laughs> I was just like, I, I I was shocked, just shocked to find out. And I mean, of course I shouldn't be. I knew they were going. I had peers that I respect going. You should take a look, right? Like they they've uh, you know been been putting in a lot of effort. Um, but then to actually just have like a, and here's a metric that shows me the results of some of the efforts they're doing, yep. um, you know, good, good for them. Good for them. Now, as just a, a, a note for, for our listeners who might be like heading on over to, to Wix or, or heading to WordPress or, or heading to anyone, most of the, well, maybe not most, but a good chunk of the slowdowns that I have ever seen on websites is caused by the user doing stupid stuff. Well, and, and sometimes I'm the user doing stupid stuff. I was going to say not necessarily stupid. Nope. I was just going to say that because I do them too. Nope. Sometimes I do stupid stuff. Um, and it's things like 
putting in a massive image when it actually only needs to be 200 by 200 and then not <laughs> like picking, you know, ha having that scale down in WordPress or something. So just because you might be choosing a faster platform does not mean your site will be faster if you, like I do occasionally, do stupid stuff. So make sure that you're constantly checking it through tools like GT Metrics or, or PageSpeed Insights oh, as you're building these pages. Lord, just to yes. Because sure. <laughs> they've actually saved me and caught me going, oh, yeah, I did do a stupid thing. <laughs> like, then you don't call it stupid things. You call them wise choices. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. We got to make a wise choice. Um, I really want to go. You gave me a great segue into like uh, talking about um, uh, 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 image preview tags, but we got to take a break first. That would be the wise choice. So, um, friends, you are listening to Webcology on WMR.FM. It is the 12th of August, uh, 2021. This is Jim Hedge from Digital Obvious Media, Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing. Stick around. We're back after these messages. Looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 12th of August, 2021. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, the last couple of years on the show, we've been talking a lot about... Um, personal assistant devices, um, uh, your Alexas, your Google Homes, or whatever. We've talked about uh, no-click searches, and we've talked um, kind of about how um, machine learning and AI are um, re recommending search results to users as, um, how to say this, um, the way search results are given to users is changing. A lot of it is affected by machine learning and AI as much as it's affected by um, the user's choice of query and words in the query. And one of the ways Google is working with pushing information uh, based on user stated interest rather than um, user query is through Google Discover. <laughs> if you're a publisher, and an, a user has um, just hammered on your results. They love they love articles from from your uh, magazine, your 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 uh, from your source. 
you're likely to come up in their algorithmic Google Discover feed over and over and over again. Google has um, published a case study showing how, you know on Facebook where you see one simple trick will do X, Y, and Z for you? Mm -hmm. Google has officially has published a new case study showing how one simple trick, the Max Image Preview Directive, can increase clicks as high as 333%. It's a meta tag. You just add it to uh, your website, basically telling um, Google in their results pages to display the biggest possible version of an image that it can possibly find to go with uh, that reference. And that draws more clicks. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's weird, eh? It's in Searches and Journal. Yeah. Roger Monty covered it eight hours ago. And yeah, that's it. That's you just real big image. And people like that sort of thing. Yeah. And what I find curious is why is Google to say like it's it's like it, what do they want us to do with that? I mean, other than use it. Right. But like, but why? Why not just go? Every site has this. Like everybody's going to put it in, so why not just go? Okay, by default, this is what we're doing in Discover. <laughs> like, why, why are you? Why are they telling us to do that? Um, I don't quite understand what the logic is there of them telling us to do this thing that they could just automate themselves. Well, and um, moreover, I, I'm, I'm I'm with you on this, not understanding it. Moreover, isn't the uh, space for an image already defined by the? Uh, by the search result page itself, everyone's getting the same size image, right? Like, are they not? They're not serving up a two thousand pixel by one thousand pixel image beside a two hundred by two hundred. No, <laughs> um, no it's it's weird, and that that Discover is, is basically for mobile. Like, yeah, I I I I can't quite wrap my brain around what what's going on or why they're talking about it, but like the good SEO that I am, that isn't stopping me from like having already sent that to a client. <laughs> God, just do this. We get good traffic from Discover. Let's see what happens. This uh, is in the mobile environment. Google's giving you three options, three settings, um, no image, a standard image, which is whatever default image Google finds, or large, which is a larger image preview up to the width of the viewport. Um, now this might this this might actually degrade images and stuff. Like, um, people are going to be really exacting with this. What what if you have craptastic little tiny little image, but you like hit large, and now you have this like maybe that'll get more clicks. So because people want to see why things look like a like like a uh, Picasso painting, yeah, exactly, or like a I don't know. I, I'm thinking more like Commodore sixty four level graphic right like it'd be so <laughs> pixelated by the time you get there be like all right this kind of looks like a person um <laughs> as seen by salvador dali on acid yeah exactly yeah. Uh, but um, it is interesting so yeah you know we all will do it right like everybody will but it, yeah it's, it's a really rough one for me to like try and wrap my brain around what google's trying to accomplish in this but um, well speaking of trying to wrap your brain around what google's trying to accomplish in this it's uh, it's Groundhog Day or Groundhog Month or Groundhog Year or however you want it to be because we're talking about authorship again. Google and authorship. And um, Google's recommended a, uh, a schema tag, which is great. Uh, from, a, from a content creator's perspective, this makes me very, very, very happy 
from an SEO perspective, this makes me scratch my head again. But um, all credit to the content creators, really, honest to goodness. Yay, content creators. Um, so Google's created a, um, a markup tag uh, for authorship, and they're recommending people use it to, to um, verify who wrote an article. But we've been here before, and, um, well, I don't know, some wags just sort of spammed the hell out of it. Yeah, one one thing that's missing from this article that was actually in the original comments, like or, or in the original discussion that I think actually is important. And it didn't occur to me until we were talking about it right now. And I'm like, right, mm -hmm. this is a key part that helps us understand what's going on and that I was already using. So I don't know that I want to tell people, but I will. Here we are. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, is that it is treated the same as same as in an authorship. So if you had the full article, all of its schema, and then author, and then you had the additional schema, they're basically saying where you would have used same as, which I already use, like I'm the author of this article, it's the same as here's me on LinkedIn, here's like my about page on Beanstalk, here's like me on Facebook, here's me on, you know, here's me, 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 me. Just to, to as I was chatting with, with Jason last week, and we chatted with Jason before, but just to go all roads lead to this, Dave. Right? Like this is this is the Dave um, that, that we're responding to here. That's what they're saying. This actually is in the initial discussion. It was going. This is the same as that. Like where you're using same as, you can use this, and you can keep using same as. So I think it's just a basic go when you're writing an article, especially if you're writing it on a new location. This gives you an opportunity to go. This is the Dave that it is. Um, now I wonder how much that might get abused, um, because who's to stop me from publishing something as as, as somebody else and then just going, I'm the same as this person, right? I'm, I'm this Danny Sullivan, right? And like, like, yeah, but now all of a sudden Danny's writing for like the Beanstalk dog, <laughs> right? Like, um, but you know, and, and how effective would that be? I, mean, I, I doubt it would be very effective. But. So here's the real question. What's Google trying to accomplish with the tag? Is Google trying to create a um, verification factor that certifies that these words are true because you can trust this person? Or is Google just trying to try um, try production to an entity? I think they are. I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. And I'm going to guess, like, I used same as on a personal level, like as, as like an author level or like with larger corporations, like a founders and, and those, sort of, those sort of levels, I, I would use the same as. They obviously didn't have big uptake on it um, and certainly not at the authorship level. So I think if nothing else, it would have probably not made our show if they had just put out a thing going, keep using same as, please, people. Like, we gave you this tool years ago, but please use it. We probably wouldn't even be talking about it, but they launched an entirely new thing. And so it, it makes news. People are talking about it. You know, Barry's talking about it. We're talking about it on the show. So I think it's maybe just their way of going, we really need you guys to actually help us understand when an author is working in different locations. Um you know, please help us. And, and they're just basically giving us a, I, I think it's sort of like a, don't forget this exists and we'll call it a new thing now, but you can still use the old thing <laughs> and it'll do the same job. And I don't think same as is going to go away. Uh, initially I did. I was wondering if like, okay, they're going to let us keep using same as for now, but they'll eventually like sort of, you know, get rid of that on a personal level and just leave it at a, at a, at a corporation level or something like that. But I, I don't think they would. I don't I see why they would. would. No, exactly. Like, as long as we're using it properly, as long as they could go to that new URL and go, yeah, that's Dave's LinkedIn page. 
sure enough, it links over here, right? Same as this page, this page, and this page. And there's, you know, here's him on PubCon or whatever, right? Like it just, it, it just makes sense. But, but I, I have a feeling it's more because they didn't get the uptake they wanted. Um, and so now they've given us a new one and same as is a little more variable, right? Like it, this is a much more specific version. So we could think of it um, a bit like going, you know, this is UGC instead of nofollow, right? Where it kind of is equating to the same thing, but like this is specifically to author, same as can be a founder. It could be an author. It could business. It could, like it can be a bunch of things. This is just like a sort of very specific same as. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that Google, um, when Google is able to identify the creator of peace, I'm hoping that Google treats that relationship slightly stronger than uh, user generated content. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not okay. This is really important. I mean, the listeners like perk your ears at the not because this is going to be a ranking factor for the website it's applied to, but because overall, this will identify me, the content creator, with the work that I did a year and a half later when I'm looking for work. I mean, it, it, it will be good for the... I, actually, you know, that's straight up. That's, what this, that's why this is so important um, to, to people in the content world, which is, oh, I don't know, got to be about a third of the web workers out there these days. Yeah. Um, but I really want to be clear. This isn't a um, this isn't a direct line eat factor. That would be. I think it would be a big mistake to to, to interpret it that way. Oh, absolutely. To me, anytime I see something with schema, I think of it purely as an opportunity to clarify to Google what is going on on a page. Not its quality. Not its expertise. Not anything about it. Just go. This is what it is. Now, now you understand that this is the Dave that wrote that piece. You can judge for yourself what that means. <laughs> like Google may have seen me in other locations again. Yeah, that's rubbish, right? Like everything he says about SEO is, is, is wrong. Uh, I don't know why these people listen to him every Thursday. Uh, you know, we, 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 we but even know, then yeah. they won't go after you. What's going to happen <laughs> then is they're going to let other people's judgment of you dictate what they think of you because they're a machine. They are a machine. And they, you, know. Um, you know, but that, that's, I mean, I, I think we have to just sort of view this stuff as I am clarifying to Google what is. Now they can decide what the value is, but I can just Bingo. Define, yeah, 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 define yeah. what is. Again, again it's just it's such a touchy subject because uh, people are always looking for the magic bullet. Maybe if we just put the author's name in, that'll make Google believe the whole thing. Sort of. Um, Write really good content and help the user find what they need. That's the best content. Okay, this, again, Google, what the heck? Uh, So apparently, just if you're keeping score, Google is almost done moving websites into the the mobile first index, but they're not there yet. Um, I'm only saying this because it came up in my news feed and I said, what the hell? Um... But apparently, um, maybe it was like social distancing or something. All those URLs were staying away from them. But um, yeah, Google um, is is still on it. They should be done soon. <laughs> um, yeah, we we all kind of thought that was done, didn't we? Well, one of the way one of the reasons I thought it was done is, honest to goodness, in the last year I've looked at the um, Google Search Console. Uh, 
uh, a profile for I don't know dozens of websites. Every last one of which is mobile is uh, mobile indexed. Right. Um, every everything I've seen and everything that Google said has said. Um, and it's not a big deal. It really, really isn't a big deal, but just, you know, it should have said. <laughs> uh, so uh, wait, I, I suppose in, in this one, if we're going to go and why is this important? It, it's I don't know, like there's nothing you can do, <laughs> but it is interesting timing because I know it was actually just um, I, I had a client launch a new site um, about. I mean, about four or five months ago and, and gave me access like a week after it had been built. Um, they gave me access to their search console and it had not been indexed mobile. It, it was desktop oh my goodness. indexing. I was like, okay, like brand new. Did you site. screenshot it? I did. Um, and I sent it to her. <laughs> so I'll have to dig it up. because so I'm like, this is weird. Uh, now it has moved over, but their default with this new site, which was mobile friendly, um, but their default was desktop indexing at that time. So it's just a weird, and, and it wasn't like, oh, this is like just first round, right? Like just launch the site, click, you know, crawl, you know, and, and, and oh, okay, maybe they just sent their desktop through first or something. No, it's like a week. They'd had both crawlers through. <laughs> like, you know what? Google, Google made all these statements and I don't should say promises, but Google said we were going to have this done before, um, before COVID. Yeah. Think about this for a second. All these people, like, 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 like hundreds of millions of people have been sitting at home with very little to do for several months, you know, like almost a year in some cases. It makes sense. A whole bunch of new websites went online and Google just had other stuff to do. That right. makes sense. I, I, I understand that. And, you know, heaven knows, like, you know, the, with their, with all their engineers moving around, trying to find the most expensive place to live. <laughs> no, things <laughs> slow down. <laughs> um, okay. Say you're, say you're one of those businesses that actually make a living moving around, finding somewhere to deliver, but you don't, necessarily have a hard fixed business address and i'd suggest in the last year and a half just become a hell of a lot more of businesses like that mm -hmm. if you are one of those businesses you might be getting the um well you might be surprised to learn that google expects you to have a real address um google my business um some 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 businesses are finding that google is delisting them because they can't certify a physical street address or they're simply not still not in it. Um, and uh, Google's verification process requires you to be at this place when they call or write or do how, yeah. whatever they do to verify you. And if you ain't, then you're probably not there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, I, I haven't seen like a, as far as I know, like a list of like, and here's the categories that, that got, got impacted um but some of them make sense like the the one that was listed in the example over on oh good get his name in there that barry had talked about over on se roundtable was a pilates <laughs> studio and it's like yes it just by the very nature of what the word studio means <laughs> it it should have a physical location like it just it just should um because it is a studio now in this but current these age, days. You might, yeah, you might want to be setting up a, ahead of time or whatnot, or you might have just gone like right now. I'm maybe they're remote, working in the park later. Yeah, um, and, and that that is a 
problem, right? Like that's one of the things that I don't like about these systems is they don't allow for variations. However, you and I have covered many and probably seen even more. I've seen abuses, right? Like I, I know why they have to do this. Um, but it's, it's only because the system that they have doesn't scale properly and and they need to figure out a way to make that happen where you can go, but here's why, like I have moved it to a park. I'm not renting my studio. I will again, once this all is over, but for now I'm just doing it in the park or, you know, whatever, like to to use your example or or whatnot, like it does make sense, um, in, in the current environment. So maybe the timing's a little weird, um, or maybe they're just seeing abuse because we have, as you were talking about, um, in those content producers and people launching websites, we have a lot more people um, all of a sudden launching websites and probably meaning a lot more people suddenly figuring out some of the loopholes um, in ways that they can abuse the systems. So. Um, well, again, I remember their machines, Google for the most part does all of this stuff algorithmically. Um, it sends its notices out, makes phone calls, tries to do verification electronically as much as possible. And there's not a lot of humans involved in the process. So yeah, cold, hard decisions get made like, just like Skynet. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and yeah, that's, there's, you, it's hard to say yes, but we're doing our studio work, um, in the park now because it's COVID safer because, Google doesn't actually, at scale, doesn't care. Um, But anyway, so if you're running into that problem, you're not the only one. Lots of people are running into that problem right now. Um, Google's having a problem indexing sites. There's a issue happening. Which one are you referring to? I know the one that you were referring to. Okay, because there's there's (laughs) apparently two. I know Barry a couple days ago um, was was, happened to be mentioning sites were popping in and out of the index. That's not what I'm talking about right now. No, Um, they're just not seeing them. That's that's what you're saying, right? I I I walked in this morning, and as I do, I'm looking at at sites and like all all our client sites, and um, I I noticed some some oddities in one of them. Um, And and I currently work with um, two sites that are built on JavaScript. Um, one of them has a custom pre-rendering system. One of them is using Puppeteer. So just to like, oh, this is this is the the sort of framework that we are relying on for Google to index these two websites. Um, it's the one with the custom build that I, I first noticed um, an issue with. So I um, you know, noticed that all of a sudden, like rankings were down a little bit. Um, so you know, went over into Search Console to see which pages. Yeah, it, it basically. End of the day, I dropped one of the URLs into Search Console, took a look at the rendered version. It was no longer mobile-friendly, which it was last time I looked, which is just a couple days ago. And then I looked at the HTML, and it was not seeing the content. Now, okay. That's a big, big problem. Um, Indeed. So then I went over, and, and, and I you know, obviously sent a Slack message to their dev. I'm like, we need to talk. Perfect coincidence because we actually had a scheduled call 15 minutes after I noticed all of this. <laughs> so that worked out okay. Um, so we jumped on and, and ended up troubleshooting, watching which bots are coming in, which versions of pages are, are being rendered, this and that. Ended up figuring that out. But through that process, we ended up having to completely change a custom system to feed Google Bot what it needed because of the way they were coming in was slightly different. Um, now the pre uh, the, the puppeteer one, when I went and checked it out, the exact same problem. So two completely different pre-rendering systems coming in like, or, or being used 
and Googlebot was not seeing content for either one of them. I still haven't gotten to the bottom of the puppeteer one. I will be the, the developers working on it right now. I went, I've got a show to do, but I will be right back. So you know what, how the rest of my afternoon is going to look um, <laughs> it is dealing with that one on a different system where it's a, a sort of like stock problem. But basically the long and short is I have two completely different pre-rendering systems um, that have failed in very curious ways. I still don't know the full cause of the failure other than it looks like Googlebot is coming in differently and that I am very thankful to have had a very talented developer who's like just powering through stuff while I'm trying to, well, I'm just looking at the outside. He's looking at the back end and fixing it. Um, but if you have a JavaScript site that relies at all on pre-rendering, I highly recommend right now, jump in um, over to your search console and drop a few pages in there and make sure you might see it render properly because in the second site, the rendering, the, the, the mobile rent, the screenshot looked right. But when I looked at the actual HTML of the code, the content wasn't there. So um, is this fresh content, like brand new content or is it like a new page? completely new page no the, the content i was looking at was a page that was it's actually in the index still because it was indexed on the ninth and the last indexing i saw was at about 11 30 p.m um on the 10th so i didn't see any pages now it's not to say they 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 weren't there it's just like i was sort of like trying to find really quickly the latest one i could see i didn't ransack every result i could find but um that was the last one i saw after checking about a dozen or, or two dozen um, different pages the latest caching i saw was on the 10th right towards the end of the day so these were anything since then no it, it hasn't been indexed but we've actually been dropping for pages that were in the index. And when I put them in, not requesting indexing, because I wasn't doing that to, to myself, but when I put them into Search Console and ran just to like test this URL and then viewed the HTML, even if it was still in the index, because it had been indexed on like the ninth or something like that, it would no longer see the content. So I knew it was about to fall out of the index the next time Googlebot visited. Oh, weird, um, neat. So and we were cool actually losing pages. So. Um, which was my big indicator. I'm like, rankings are dropping. And then I'm like, oh, we're actually like, we've lost this page or like this one's three days old and it isn't in the index. But I thought it was, right? Like I'd manually submitted it like when it, when it launched because it was an interesting one on like Bert or something. <laughs> like, um, so actually it was Bert specific. Anyway, um, so yeah, it, it's a, uh, it, it's a, it's gonna be a big problem. Now, as a pleasant byproduct of this um, for, for my JavaScript friends, I have a hypothesis that I was working on while I was watching a very talented um, JavaScript developer work. And I'm sort of like just watching going, okay, that's impressive. Um, but I had, I came up with the hypothesis. It has to mean they're doing something in that area. Um, and one of the problems that we were having or, or that, that the way the, the developer saw it, it was actually him, not me that figured this out was it appeared that we were pre-rendering, but then Googlebot was overwriting that pre-render with what they were rendering. Now, with some JavaScript sites, that first little bit is just the wheel that's spinning, right? Or whatever animation you have going on there. But that's all they were grabbing. They weren't filling it in with anything. They were replacing our pre-rendering with basically a spinning wheel. <laughs> like, at its core, like I'm simplifying, but that's sort of like how I was like sort of envisioning it myself. It's like, oh, we're dropping the nothing, the sort of like loading icon. We're dropping that into the content zone and putting nothing there instead. Um, so it was feeding in the pre-rendered and then overlapping it. What that's telling me that it, it's breaking crap right now, but 
they're clearly working in this area. So I'm hoping that we're going to hear an announcement maybe two, three weeks from now, maybe sooner, maybe longer. Maybe this will be one of those like it broke and we don't know how long it's going to take to fix, but they're clearly <laughs> working on getting the rendered versions working. Like I, I look forward to that day when I can contact both of these site owners and go, it's time to turn off pre-rendering on a few pages. Let's see how this goes. And then a few days later go, it went well. They've indexed it. The content's found. We don't need pre-rendering anymore. Like that's my dream day. Um, not a green day, which is a great band, but uh, my dream day. Um, but we're, we're not there yet. So, uh, and, and clearly if you have a JavaScript site, you might be, you might be, in, in, in for a world of hurt coming up in the not too distant future, unless Google goes, Ooh, hit the way back button on that. There you uh, go. Okay. Um, where should we go next? I've just been told by, uh, by, by, by studio that we should, we should just dispense with that second break. Yeah. You know what that makes me say, Jim, <laughs> that makes me say Yahoo. Indeed. It's a, that's a sad story. Um, yeah, the, um, Anyone who who went to, who would go to um, conferences in, in in San Jose will have had this experience. Coming in from the airport, you go through Sunnyvale and you pass the Yahoo sign. And uh, well, I, sh I should say anyone who went to conferences in San Jose because you're not going to have that experience anymore because the Yahoo sign is gone from what used to be the Yahoo headquarters in Sunnyvale, California. It is the absolute total last ditch. We're really done now. End of an era. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to remind folks who like to use their, their old time machine. I think it was in 98 that Yahoo turned down buying Google for a million dollars. Indeed. <laughs> Okay, more. We got a few more things to cover in uh, in, in this show. A couple of things. Um, I don't know why Martin Split even has to bother with this sort of stuff, but apparently, according to Martin, um, and I, I absolutely agree, alt text is important for SEO. <laughs> it's, um, I'm so glad he took the time to write that because um, you know he, if anyone's an authority on that. Uh, no, seriously. Um, just a reminder: uh, uh, tag those images. Um, make it easy for uh, for Google to to identify what they are. And uh, I'm not even sure why he answered that question. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know. Um, it's one of those really, but we're, we're hitting those at least once a week. And I try to remember. I I, I try to. Um, remember the questions I, I would have asked at the beginning. And, and what's interesting, yeah. I don't know if you've, you've seen this, I, I've started taking a, a um, Python course through through Kaggle. Um, and I ended up having to post a question um, in there. And I basically started it with, this is a, a stupid question. I just don't understand the even premise of what I'm looking at here. Like I had to look up the answer. They gave me the answer. I don't understand the answer. I don't even understand what's going on here. And I made myself save that. And I put it on a recurring once a year reminder. So as I learn more about this, I can go, you know what? They'll become a douche five years from now. This was your first question. <laughs> like this is the first question you asked was the stupidest question you could probably think. And I, I, I still haven't wrapped my brain around the answer. I understand the answer, but I haven't fully wrapped my brain around everything that it means. Uh, but I do wonder sometimes if some of these are just 
somebody like I'm picturing them yeah, as somebody yeah, who's I like know. two years in, but it's like I asked this question two days in, right? And 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 I do wonder sometimes if we see those at the same time. It, it, I have okay. to think like it's it's on the page for a reason. <laughs> like, like why it wouldn't exist if it didn't matter. Um, and and image search is a thing, right? Like I mean, you could we can talk about even like non-image search based SEO value, but just even image search is a thing. <laughs> so and it's it's on your image elements. So okay, alt text important thing. Yeah. You know what else is really important? Yeah. Uh, and then actually there was there was just a uh, algorithm update specifically about user reviews. Yeah. And uh, our friend Chris Jones, um, what one of the most gracious dudes. Ever in the search in the search industry, Chris Jones um, put an article in Search Engine Journal the other day: six ways to optimize user review pages for Google. Strongly, absolutely, strongly recommend reading this. Um, it's if you Google treats user reviews with kid gloves, um, but if you do something wrong, it'll hammer you. Yeah, and um, they should. They should. There's a lot of spam user reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, for example, like, I mean, I, not to toot my own horn, but I, I put in a, I was writing this, but for the raw, like not even SEO reasons. I put, I bought an ErgoDocs easy keyboard, right? Like it's, it's a split into two halves. Very like, you can look it up. It's a weird looking keyboard. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the first mechanical keyboard that was programmed with programmable keys that I had. Like I put in a lot of work into figuring out which keys, which keyboard I, I did a lot of research and I was like, okay, this was rough. So I'm going to figure this out. Like, I'm going to like write up a big review. I'm going to go like, and here's how I pick my keys. And here's a great test. And like, I put in my page timing as I move to this two keyboard layout. I put like at, you know, one day, like on, on the way down and sort of put in a lot of work, but more to help people. And it ranks very well. Um, it, it's maintained a ranking because it was what it was supposed to be. Now it gets me no business. Like I didn't do it for business. They don't even have an affiliate program. Right? Like it was just like, <laughs> I, it took me a lot of work to figure out this for myself. So I'll, I'll help other people who might be in the mm -hmm. same boat and trying to figure this out. So that I think is sort of what Chris, when I was reading through his, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what works, right? Like I did the same thing with Supermetrics with a, with their data studio one and it works. And I'm just like, I'm not doing this for, for SEO. I might actually make some revenue off that one, but that's not why I'm writing it. I'm writing it because it took a while to figure some stuff out. So here's the stuff that it took to figure out when I was looking for a solution to accomplish this task. Um, you know, so I, I think if we just approach that and go, why is a person reading this? Let's make sure that we're doing that because people, and especially with product reviews that most people are doing, you're competing with Amazon who sells it cheap and has a ton of user generated content creating the reviews for them. That's what you're up against. I often start my product searches on Amazon and then go over to Google to look it up because I'll prefer not to buy stuff off Amazon if I can avoid it. But they have such a great review system in there mm -hmm. that that's there where you I'll go. start my product searches. So that's what you're up against. You need to beat that. You need to beat like a thousand people writing reviews and aggregating that information in a great filtering system. Okay, I think we got time for one more before we gotta go. Um... Google, uh, Google dropped saying this, this is neat in Google in dropping a ranking factor. We got to find out that something was a ranking factor. Safe browsing was a ranking signal. If your website was known to be clear of spam, malicious content, um, or, uh, uh, bot injection uh, devices or whatever, 
Okay, so you got a clean website. That was a ranking signal, but it's not anymore. That was called safe browsing. Mm -hmm. And um, Google removed it, not because they want um, all the, the, they want a whole bunch of like infected cell phones, but because the webmaster can't be responsible for, for what a lot of third parties are doing in ways that a lot of webmasters really can't control. Right. So I, I think the, 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 the engineers at Google thought this wasn't a fair metric anymore. And there's other ways to, to limit websites that are injecting, like like uh, Windows 10 will will shut will almost shut the website down if it's if it's malicious now. Yeah, yeah, and I mean this is something to be handled as well. Like so, will Chrome itself has some built-in functionality. Like browsers themselves will have this built-in functionality as well. Um, and I do think it is better handled at that level. Until now, did you know that safe browsing was actually a ranking signal? I didn't, although like I never really thought of it, but it does make sense, doesn't it? Like when you when you think about it, it's like I knew there were systems to go. Is it safe? I have seen like malicious software warnings uh, appearing. I actually had a client suffer it, but it was a false positive just based on some other scripts they were running that weren't malicious. <laughs> but it took forever to get that that cleared away. So um, now so you know. That's right. Go ahead. I was about to say, now you know there's only 96 ranking factors, not 97. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. On that, we got to go. We've got around the clock. We, we, we blew right through when we were supposed to do a commercial break, and we're about to blow into somebody else's show. So we're not allowed to do that. So on behalf of Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger for Digital Always Video. You've been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM, recorded live to podcast on the 12th of August, 20, 2021. Friends, COVID is real. Get vaccinated. Stop this thing in its track. The uh, fourth wave is upon Canada and Delta is ravaging America right now. Protect your friends, protect your neighbors, protect our economy, protect our society. Get vaccinated for goodness sake. Stay safe, stay well, rank, rank real good. We'll talk to you next week. WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission well, of this program without proper well, consent Dave, I'll talk is to you prohibited. Soon.